And welcome into another episode of the Westlife Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud. And you can do that this weekend if you uh, if you dare as we uh, take on the Sydney Roosters. And we um, are also sponsored by MG Pump Solutions. And give, give us a follow on the socials at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to support and take part in the show, uh, the Discord is uh, still firing lots of stuff uh, this week. The boys and girls in there, um, yeah, interacting, starting starting to talk a little bit of uh, other sports in there. I know a lot of the guys are talking EPL and um, a bit of NBA and NFL chat. I think a lot of us are um, a bit over the, the West Tigers season, but that's the good thing about the, uh, the Discord is... Everyone in there is, uh, we're all sports fans and talk talk about all sorts of things. So yeah, patreon.com forward slash Westlife if you want to join the crew. And uh, welcome to all those watching live on our YouTube. Please like, subscribe, uh, comment. I know Gussie will. Gussie is always give us a, a comment on the uh, on the YouTube, every post we put on there. So good on you, Gussie. Give us a like. All those uh, good stuff. So we want to really want to get the YouTube uh subs up guys so um yeah even if you don't watch a video give us a sub on there okay uh mailbag show tonight thought we'd uh yeah a little bit different we'll let you guys kind of decide what uh yeah what you want to uh listen to us talk about because talking about the game at the moment it's uh it's tough to be positive we've got a few good questions through um through the socials so thanks to everyone and seeing a few comments coming through carla says g'day you bunch of rat bags hey carla um yeah so if you want to if you've got a comment um yeah and you're watching live drop it and we might um touch on them as we yeah as we go through the app uh who do we go to, to tonight i think we went to as monday night first i'll go to you first Rob Bashara sitting there, um, yeah, looking. Are you wearing? A, I didn't just realise. Are you wearing a, a suit jacket, Rob? Looks like you were, no, no, is it a suit a, jacket or a dressing gown. A, a golf sweater, mate. An a golf sweater. Suit. Okay. Look like look like you're in a, a suit jacket, but no, um, no, not quite, mate. Not quite. How's um, how's your week been? And yeah, how, how, yeah, been an interesting week, mate. Had a few interesting conversations. A few people have reached out uh, to me for, with good things and a few people have called me out. I've had a few uh, interesting conversations about uh, some of the things I've had to say and had a little bit of a health scare, but it's uh, it's all on the way to being mended. So, yeah, it's just been a been a funny week, but I'm here and uh, all is well. Yep. Yeah, that's what, um, yeah, you messaged us boys during the week that you had a stint in hospital, gave us, um, yeah, gave us, bit of a scare there but yeah as you said um yeah all looking good so yeah all the best hopefully uh footy season ending in a few weeks might let you yeah keep keep the heart rate down for a little bit but um a man that's got his heart rate up as he sits there in his beanie and jacket freezing freezing his tits off in orange now has how are you going on this thursday evening yeah, you're not wrong about the freezing my tits off part, Josh. Um, 
it's a it's a brisk one out here tonight. I'm having a casual, chill, well, sort of chilled out night because the Tigers aren't playing. And uh, yeah, once I'm actually heading up to Sydney for the game this weekend, so once we wrap up tonight, I'll be packing my bags so I don't have to worry about packing before work tomorrow. And yeah, I'm gonna sit through tomorrow night at the SCG. So. Saturday night at the SCG. Yeah. <laughs> You're nuts. Absolutely nuts. Driving from Orange all the way for that game. But, um, yeah, brave man. Firstly, the SCG, worth, I can't wait to um, to play them in the new stadium next year, hopefully. So, the SCG. Yeah, it looks really, really bloody good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the SCG, literally the worst place to watch rugby league, in my opinion. Yes, pe- people go on about the SCG and the history and that sort of thing. But um, love watching cricket there, but rugby league sucks there. Um, so, yeah, from next year, it'd be cool to see the new SFS. Uh, lower grades this weekend, New South Wales Cup. Uh, they're playing 2 p.m. on Sunday at North Sydney Oval against the North Sydney Bears. Uh, for some reason, the Jersey Flag team, they're playing at Waverley Oval. Um Pretty much at the same time, they're on Sunday at three o'clock, playing against the Sydney Roosters. That's a pretty big game. Uh, our boys are in third. The Roosters are at the top of the table. So, yeah, playing at Waverley Oval. I actually used to play rugby a few times at uh, Waverley Oval. Shouts out to um, Waverley Rugby Club. Always found them, um, yeah, their fans to be a bit of a dickhead, but uh, dickheads, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's what you get when, uh, yeah, in that that part of the world. But uh, can you hear my Western Sydney bias coming out a little bit? And of course, our girls. The WNRL starts this weekend. Um, yeah, of course, we are the New South Wales Women's Premiers. So good luck to all our West Tigers girls in their respect uh, respective WNRL teams. And hopefully, yeah, can't wait till next season for that when we have our own team. Um, okay, it's a little bit of news tonight. Not much news going around between the West Tigers who actually kind of stayed out of the uh, the headlines a bit this week. So uh, first one, the West Tigers dropped an injury report. It was all pretty standard stuff. The part of it I found interesting was the Tommy Talau, the forgotten man of the West Tigers, Tommy Talau, um, they said he's progressing w- very well and has now commenced early team integration and we're ready to resume normal training in the preseason ahead. Now, why I found that interesting is that he hasn't been confirmed for a contract the next year. So as does that read to you that he'll be back next year? Yeah, it looks like it. They're probably in the middle of negotiations now, I'd imagine. Um I, I guess it's also a pretty safe bet because it means that they're not looking at risking him late this season um, for any reason whatsoever, even in reserve grade. So just take a bit more time with the rehab, get him ready for the preseason. So, yeah, it definitely looks like he's going to be a part of the, the plans going forward, which I like because I think um, he'll be a good player to have back out on the park next year after a, after a couple of run-throughs in the trials. If you can't make it to the Sydney Cricket Ground this Saturday, the 20th of August, 
Join us at West Ashfield and show the West Tigers your support as they take on the Roosters in round 23 and kickoff is from 7.35pm. And if uh, you can also host your next function at West Ashfield from reunions, conferences to sit-down dinners. They offer a variety of spaces available uh, for a wide range of functions. So to book or for more information, visit westashfield.com.au forward slash functions or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. West Ashfield, the home of the West Tigers. They are at 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. Rob, it would have been nice to have Tommy Talau in the centres this year. Certainly would have. Um, he was scheduled to come back around round 20 or thereabouts. Uh, look, as Aaron said, I think we he's definitely a part of our plans. Uh, the fact that the Brains Trust that included Madge at the time uh, refused to let Tommy go to Melbourne as a swap for Josh Adokar indicated that they think quite highly of him. So uh, I don't think he'd be going anywhere. And to be fair, he's probably a little bit of a a risk in terms of what he's gone through now. So we've just got to make sure we look after him and he, and he comes back uh, fighting fit for next year. And it'll just be a matter of whether we're going to play him as a centre or as a back rower. That's the only question I've got now. A couple of people commented um, on his Instagram. He posted tonight, apparently he's looking forward to get, get back, getting back into West Tigers colours. So uh, kind of confirmed, yeah, confirming that there. So it'd be good to... Good to see him back. Him and Sean Bohr and Steph, so many guys next year. Can't wait to... Yeah, three more games, guys. Three more games. We're nearly there. Three, two, one, Cancun, as they say in the uh, NBA. Uh, not really news uh, and not nothing really to uh, get overly excited about, but Zero Tackle, uh, Scott Pride, who's the editor over there, did... An article: Five potential landing spots for Cameron Munster, and I was surprised to see the uh, the West Tigers were one of that those five. Um, yeah, he said basically at any rate, clubs like the Tigers should be moving heaven and earth for a player like Munster. Uh, Rob, we can only dream of having someone like Cam Munster. The Titans, uh, not the Titans, the Dolphins, um, it looks like are going to make him the richest man in rugby league anyway. Yeah, um, look, I mean, obviously we're going to be, you know, sort of affiliated with any good player on the market. We've always been used in that way in terms of, you know, trying to get players' prices up, etc. I don't think this is the case now. Um, in my opinion, there's probably only three genuine places uh, Munster will end up, and that's if... Melbourne just do a little bit of reshuffling to keep him. Uh, I'm still being told that if the Roosters can, you know, manipulate their cap as they so wonderfully do and everyone shuts their eyes over that he'd really like to go there. And I guess with an asterisk as his manager, he would love that if they could actually make space for him there. Um, and obviously the Dolphins, uh, you know, would prepare, be prepared to throw the kitchen sink at a, you know, Queensland hero to come and be the face of that franchise and and they need some quality. Like they've got some good plays in the forwards, but they're really lacking, you know, in the, in the key positions there. So he'd be an amazing buy for them. And I'd say the NRL would probably be pushing Munster to go to the Dolphins because they don't want to dub franchise yeah. to start off with. So yeah, look, we can only dream. I mean, I know we have the money 
like for a marquee player, no doubt. But then again, I'm not. I, I know Munster's arguably the best player in the game now, and and I'll, but obviously if we get Munster, then you've got other players in those positions we'd have to move on or get rid of. But um, yeah, it's mm. it's an interesting one. But I wouldn't hold much hope of getting him. To be fair, I swear to God, if he goes to the fucking Roosters, like I'm done with rugby league. How we we talked about on Monday night the rich list and um, how the Roosters had what was it. Uh, was it seven or nine or something? Seven, eight or nine, nine players. Yeah, it was nine players in the top hundred most. Just, and now that now months is a possibility. Get like, Jesus. Yeah, and they've Christ. already got Brandon like, Smith. <laughs> they've got yeah. Brandon Smith as well. They paid big bucks for Suwali. They're going to upgrade Teddy. They reckon they yeah. were going to let let go of Manu last year because they couldn't afford to keep him. They're, now they're going to keep Manu. Uh, there was talks of Crichton leaving because they couldn't afford Crichton because they got him on mega dollars from South. They're going to keep him. I, honestly, like I, I've got a lot of really good Rooster friends and I don't mean to offend them, but just as a franchise, I absolutely despise them. I despise mm. them. They, they they, just don't, they've got no juniors. They're just there. Like they just exist and they and they just siphon from everyone else. So I just, I just don't like them at all. Joey on YouTube says, Chuck 1.4, adding to play fullback. As, do you reckon he'd um, make a good fullback? I mean, he's made a good fist of it in the last couple of weeks when he's been playing there so far. Um, I don't know if he's a permanent fullback, but I feel like he's more of a pinch hitter in the fullback role. His home is definitely in the in the six, but um, if you need him to fill in the fullback, yeah, like he has been the last couple of weeks, he, he can do a good job of it. Uh, he he was a fullback, Aaron. He 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 was a fullback was before they yeah, but he was a fullback before they turned him into a five eight. Same with no, Jerome Hughes. Yeah, J- Jerome Hughes was a fullback as well, and like that's how good Bellamy is. He he's just created players in as superstars in other positions. So yeah, he he was a fullback uh, when he first came into the Storm, and he only got shifted, you know, later on. Yeah, right. I didn't remember that. There you go. Uh, okay. Sorry. Kathy just sent me a, a, a Sydney Roosters meme as uh, Kathy, who's in the uh, in the comments tonight, sent me a, a meme about the Roosters with paper bags, and that has uh, thrown me off. But um, thanks, Kathy. <laughs> Speaking of Kathy, um, yeah, she's she's one of the people keen for this uh, Tiger Fit sessions that I'm looking to start up uh, at the end of the West Tigers season. So if you're keen, uh, Monday, Thursday nights at Sydney Olympic Park to come do some outdoor fitness, some fun, talk some footy uh, as you work up a sweat. Um, if you want more information, send us a DM or an email, podcast at westlife.com. You don't have to be a West Tigers fan. It's just, um, yeah, if you, if you love footy or if you just want to uh, make some friends and improve your health, um, don't be scared. Yeah, come along. Come along. It's um. I've uh, about that. I've got a week. I might be able to make it, Josh. Now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Yes, come um. The, come uh, some, the Monday some before the grand final, I'm going to be up in Sydney, so I might be able to make it down for that one. Monday before the grand final. Yep, I'll be around then. I just realised I'm going to Melbourne just before the grand final, um, on a holiday. But um, yeah. So there'll be no training. The uh, 
just around the uh, long weekend. Most people go away long weekend anyway, but um, yeah, heading down to Melbourne to visit the sister-in-law and get away uh, from Sydney. My son's first time on an aeroplane, so looking forward to that. Uh, righto, mailbag time. Thanks to the few people that, that sent us uh, some stuff via our DMs. I uh, saw a good one from Dom earlier too. I might go back to and try and find it um, once we do these few. So Shannon Glasscock on Facebook, she said she went to the meet and greet in Brizzy and talking to one of the players, uh, she said, why ain't you playing a certain position which in which he would rather play? Um, and his statement was that's not what Sheens wants. So basically, um, yes. She she said, do you think Sheens is overseeing Noddy with selections? Rob, you've speculated. Um, you're pretty pretty sure that, yeah, Sheens is in charge without being in charge right now. This uh, little intel from Shannon kind of confirms it. Yeah, I'm kind of a little bit confused. Uh, I, I do think that, especially with the fact that Hastings has gone from halfback to lock when we all wanted to see a Hastings-Dewey combination. But obviously, from what I've heard, they feel that that combination is too slow and, and we need a bit of speed in the half. So that's why Hastings got moved. Uh, look, it, it could be the case. I, I don't know why Naden's still on wing. That really bugs me. Um, the fact that we've had wingers and centres swapping positions all over the place the last few weeks does kind of reek of... Uh, old Tim Sheen's moves in the past. But, look, I, I really can't answer that 100%. I'd only be speculating as, as I have before. But if that's what Shannon's been told, then I'll, I'm not going to argue, like, if that if that came from a player. Um, as can you see fingerprints of Sheen's on this side? And why, why do you think Tim Sheen's wouldn't just take over right now? Yeah, it definitely looks like he's got his handprints all over this side. Um, you, you can see that with how he's thrown or how Noddy, quote-unquote, has thrown a couple of players out of position, um, which doesn't seem like something he would do when he's a he's a man who wants to have a real crack at potentially one day getting a first-grade gig. So it definitely looks like someone is behind the scenes pulling the strings. Um, I, I feel like it probably is in the best interest of Sheenzy to just come out and say that he's the one picking the team or he's got a, a like he's overseeing picking the team or he's got some sort of influence on picking the team but then that would probably open him up to a bit of um a bit more criticism than what he currently gets yeah i don't know um i'm wondering going forward into next year and beyond well next year in 2024 in particular um mm-hmm. if benji and robbie are going to get much of a say in the team that's being picked or if it's going to be Sheenzy primarily. So that that's what's interesting for me looking forward. Maybe Sheenzy's um, doing it from behind the scenes now because Benji's going to be more so in charge of that next year. I I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of speculating here myself as well, but it doesn't seem like it's completely out of the realms of possibility. <clears throat> Apologies to Shannon. Uh, he is in the comments. I didn't realise. Shannon is <laughs> in fact a man... I thought it might be a man. Yeah, it's Shannon, Shannon is a man. I accidentally said female. Um, I don't know why. I assumed. I mean, having it, he says he gets it all the time. It is a uh, a unisex 
name. I think maybe because I got a <laughs> I got a coworker who's a female Shannon, and I just I didn't think the stalky profile picture, mate. So I didn't. I quickly copied and pasted it over to the uh, to the uh, to the slideshow, and didn't think to work out if it's boy Shannon or girl Shannon. Shannon is a male, but um, yeah, great question, Shannon. Mitch on Facebook uh, kind of added to that just then. He said, um, "My slow computer. Are you guys concerned that Sheens will be calling the shots and controlling the team, even when Benji takes over?" Uh, I think by the time Benji officially takes over, Sheens will probably retire Rob. And I think Robbie Farrell will basically be Tim Sheens' job by then. I think it would kind of be the opposite that Benji, apparently Benji's actually going to be calling the shots next year, even though Sheens is officially coach. Yeah, look, I... I... I am a little bit concerned. I, I mean, no offence to Tim Sheens. I've got more confidence in, in Benji and Robbie, to be fair. Um, but, you know, look, we've just got to get on board with it. Uh, I I think Benji and Robbie are not the 20-year-old kids that when they first played under Tim Sheens. Now you've got men that are in their late 30s, you know, close to 40. And, you know, if things are being done in a way that Benji and Robbie don't quite see fit with, then I'm sure they'll put their hand up or have their two cents worth. So I think I think it's gonna it's gonna work really, really well. I think Tim's gonna probably just more protect Benji from the media side of things. But I think Benji and Robbie are gonna have, you know, a big say in what goes on. And that gives me a lot of confidence. Um I know they had a a, a meeting yesterday, a very, very long meeting, uh, in terms of getting their preparation for for November and and they're working really bloody hard to get things happening. So that's probably why Tim Sheens isn't getting involved with the footy team, even though I can't see why he can't get involved with a couple of training sessions or whatever. They're, they're really looking at next year. So they've definitely got a lot of, you know, good things planned and they're, and they're just trying to put all the procedures and works together and, and discuss what they're doing. So, look, I, I think we've just got to get behind it, guys, and just and just hope it's the right thing. But I would say that Benji's going to have a lot more say than than he's leading in onto and that, you know, the, the club is saying as, as a whole. I think it's just about protecting Benji because if things go pear-shaped a bit next year Tim can take the rap for it okay but if Benji's officially the coach and we're still not going well well then everyone's going to sort of bag Benji so I just think Tim Sheen's being there is really just a bit of a protection uh for for the results but yeah I'm sure Benji's going to have a big say in in what they're doing and and Benji and Robbie have given up a lot to be doing this so um I think I think we're going to go okay guys been enjoying Benji Marshall's podcast. Um, yeah, the Brighton's lawyers sponsored one that he does with uh, what's the commentator from Channel Nine? Matthew Thompson. Thank you. As yeah, it's um, and yeah, I mean, I kind of knew this already, but Benji's football brain um, definitely comes across as yeah, very, very good. And talking about playing for Wayne Bennett. Um, and that sort of thing. It sounds like he's picked up a lot of things. So not he's done really kind of his apprenticeship while still playing. So um, I think Benji's going to do a pr- pretty good job uh, as. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think he is. I think I mentioned on Monday as well, um, just his analysis um, behind the desk at uh, over the weekends on um, Fox. He's really shown his knowledge of the game now, how it's played now. And 
I think when he when it comes to like team selections and stuff like that, that's going to have a a huge impact on him knowing what sort of players are in are going to be the best sort of player for the the right position. And um, yeah, I I really hope that he has a lot more more say in the team next year because with him and Robbie in charge of that, two blokes who've only just recently left the game, both within the last three years or so, uh, they know more about the modern game than a coach like. Sheenzy, who's been um, out of the NRL since twenty end of twenty twelve, I think it was so a good ten years. Uh, Jenny Tiger on the YouTube stream asked any word on Gardner or Kalis. Have you boys heard anything about whether they'll be here next year? Not not officially, Josh, but unofficially, I've been told they both won't be there next year. Um, I've also been told, uh, we've heard the talks about David Ferner. Um, he is meant to be coming, but that hasn't officially been announced as well. So I haven't heard anything, but if you've got if you've got David Ferner there and you've got Benji and Robbie there and you've got Tim there, there's just not enough room for all these guys. So mm. I, highly doubt, I highly doubt Kalis Gardner and um, uh, Brett Kamali will be there next year. Um, yep, thanks for that. Julia Tiger, and I knew you wouldn't let me down with uh, a bit of intel there, Roberto. Righto, uh, Joshua Dodds via Facebook. I think he, I saw him in the watching the stream at the moment. He said, hypothetically, if the Sheen's Benji stint does not work at all and we are at a complete rehaul, uh, considering the year this may be around 24, 25, which marquee player are you keeping or buying to build the club around taking away from the fact we might, uh, he jokingly said, it might be removed from the competition if we're still not good by then. Um, it can be literally anyone, no cap restrictions. We'd love to see uh, how you boys rate the other marquee players in the game. I'll, um, I hope I didn't steal, because we, we haven't talked about this with each other, so I don't know who you boys have gone with. But watching the Roosters on the weekend... Um, Joseph Suwali, or actually Benji mentioned how to pronounce his name properly. I, I can't remember now, but it's it's. I won't try. I won't try and butcher it. But apparently, it's something else. But um, man, that kid, he's just an insane athlete. Considering how young he is and how good he is already, um, I'd be. I think I tweeted it out. I can't remember. I said it to someone, put it in a Discord or something. Man, it just. Yeah, throw throw some money at this kid because I mean everyone's gonna be out. There's no way we'll ever end up the West Tigers, and James Tedesco has already said I'll move to five eight so we can keep him. So the Roosters will probably freaking keep him and anyway and give him um, give him a house on Bondi Beach and all the flash cars and that sort of thing, and he'll probably stay at the Roosters because that's what they do. But um, man, he's just yeah, he's an exciting play to watch and. He's, still, he's only playing on the wing at the moment. I think once he moves, I assume he'll move to fullback. Uh, he's going to be an absolute, yeah, absolute superstar. He's already a superstar, like in the well, close to our superstars, probably pushing it. But I mean, how young he is, he, um, yeah, he could be the best player in the world within a few years, I reckon. Uh, who wants to go first, boys? Who, who did you come up with? Aaron, do you want to go or? Yeah, okay. Um, 
I was actually looking towards the Roosters as well. Um, he's a little bit older than we probably want, but um, you could really do with a game organizing, game managing half. And we saw how well Luke Keary led the Roosters in the, um, the in the two premierships they won back to back. So I'd probably be looking at a player like Keary. He's thirty now, so not quite as old as some mm. other players in the game. Not quite as young as some other players in the game. His combination with Sam Walker hasn't obviously gone as well as it potentially could have this year, but um, and not to mention he's only just come back out of off of spending almost all of last year on the sidelines after doing his ACL in the in round three. So yeah, Kiri maybe an option. Who who do you have on your mind, Rob? Uh, <clears throat> firstly, to answer Joshua's original part of that question. Uh, the Benji Sheen thing is going to go well, and it has to go well because I don't think there's any coming back from a, another disaster. So I, I think it has to go well in terms of uh, players we could get from other clubs. Um, I've just got, I've actually like kind of made a bit of a mental list. I mean, we can't get them, and it is pretty much hypothetical. But you said like, who would you get? I, I'd be throwing everything at Latrell Mitchell in a couple of years. He'd be 27. Um, if I was going for cheaper fullbacks, uh, I'd probably go for someone like Xavier Savage or Jaden Campbell in terms of just trying to save a bit of money. Um, halfback, I'd want to, I want someone like Nathan Cleary. Uh, you know, in terms of 5'8", I like the potential of Ezra Mann. He's about 19. If the Broncos wanted to offload him in a couple of years, he'd still be quite young. Uh, in the forwards, geez, Isaiah Yo, um, Nat Jeremiah and I, uh, you know, Harry Grant. There are so many great players if we're just picking all our hypotheticals. But I, I guess in terms of spine, you're looking at your clearies and, and those sort of guys. I think they're the ones you really want to get. In terms of within our club, I personally think Adam Dway, he's our best player. And, you know, but that's I don't know if that's enough to build a club around, but he can certainly be an important piece in our club. But, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a wish list sort of thing, isn't it? But, I mean, you know, if the Tigers start going well, I think we can start attracting anyone we want and people will be wanting to play under Benji because he's basically said he wants to play a faster style and attacking style, uh, build a really good culture there. So I, I think if we start showing that, you know, we're going to be doing some good things on the field, you know, and having that centre of excellence there, I think players will start flocking to us. Yeah, we've got that cash there. It's just, I mean, next year, one, yeah, if we can find someone convince someone to come to the club next year and take that superstar money that we have in the um yeah in the cap for next year yeah i think the the ball will be rolling and as you said players will start wanting to play for us because at the end of the day we're we're a big club it's just we're yeah i've said it if you have eps in a row now eps in a row now we're in purgatory we just got to get over that hump and um yeah, players will start wanting to play for us. You mentioned Cleary there, so I'll go back. I've dug up Dom's question uh, earlier in the show. He said, do you think if Ivan Cleary stayed at the Tigers, would we have be having similar success to the Panthers? I don't know if it be would have been as dominant as the Panthers, but, um, yeah, as, as Tripper said he's, when he was on last week, Justin Pascoe was, was co- confident that uh, we'd have Nathan Cleary at the club, which would have happened if Ivan 
had have stayed, but he decided Nathan wanted to stay at Penrith, so Ivan want, wanted to go to Penrith, and that kind of worked out pretty well for them. But uh, we'd definitely be a lot better than we are now. I don't know. Uh, the Panthers just have an absolute crop of kids uh, last couple of years that, yeah, I don't don't know if we would have. Uh, but in saying that, we might have got signings. Yeah, Latrell Mitchell didn't want to play for Madge. So who knows? Maybe he would have brought in some guys. I I don't know. It's, it's a pretty painful question to think about. Uh, Rob, I'll let you go first on that one. Look, Nathan Cleary was coming to the Tigers. It was definitely happening. You've got to look at the Penrith situation to understand that Penrith were in the top four at the time. They got rid of uh, Hook Griffin, okay? They said, you're no longer coach. Phil Gould had to swallow his sword and basically, you know, rehire the guy that he sacked because they knew they were going to lose the best potential young halfback in the game. And, and as he is now, he's the best game manager in the game. So we were definitely going to get him. Would we have been a better team with him? Of course, we would have been a better team with him. We might not have been a top eight team, but he was certainly a player you can you can build a club around. And you can see he's got the best kicking game. He's a great goal kicker. Um, he's good in general play. He's a great defender. So he, he would have made a big difference to us. So, yeah, I, for sure he was coming to us. And that's the only reason Penrith did what they did and, and chucked a big U-turn with, with his dad. Because they just basically said, you know, father and son wanted to play with each other in their careers. And that's why Justin Pascoe was so confident that it was going to happen. And and Penrith just, you know, did what they had to do to get him. And and obviously their heart was always with Penrith. And it turned out as it did. What are your thoughts, Maz? What, what would have been had he have stayed? Yeah, I, I'm more inclined to agree with you, Josh. Um, the crop of kids that Penrith developed over over that period with um, Gould's five-year plan that took about 10 years to come to fruition. Um, I have a feeling that a lot, yeah, a lot of those young kids that you're seeing how they're, how well they're playing now, how many of them have gone on to play origin um, last year and this year, it just, we, we may not have had, I don't think we would have had quite as much of the success as what Penrith have had, but we definitely would have played finals last year, this year. Um, with a player like uh, Cleary running the show, um, yeah, I've I've got a question for you, Rob. Just back before when you mentioned Latrell, sure. do you think Benji has some pulling power potentially to get Latrell when he comes off contract? Um, I know for a fact he's spoken to him. I, I just can't see South letting him go, and he loves mm. South. But yeah, we've we've spoken to him. So yeah, I think he'll be a crew. He'll be the next. And look, he, he was he was coming to us. He was coming to us, and it was basically a few people from around the NRL that scared him off, and they scared him off disappointingly over Madge, uh, when they had some not so good things to say about Madge. So we actually can't really blame you know the the, the other guys within the club for that signing not coming to fruition. Um, he just got some you know got nervous at the end hour, and he took basically half the money at that time to play with South. Because we offered him about nine hundred thousand, as as Lee was, you know, bragging to the media after the meeting, and and they all thought it was a done deal. Because Latrell must have basically said, "I'm I'm happy to go with you guys." Mm. So, uh, it was a handshake agreement. 
apparently. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. And, and you know, like we'll end up getting to it at the end of the year, Josh. But I think, you know, in our uh, 2022 predictions, I, I basically predicted this guy's going to be the best player in the game. I know he was out for a long time. But to me, when Latrell decides to play, you just can't stop him. He, he's that good. So he, he'd definitely be a player I'd love to have. But he's got to be in that motivated space that he's in right now. Long-time listeners of the show might remember on Twitter, I said, we've got the trail uh, and I'll lick my shoe if he doesn't come to us. Um, <laughs> I, I I had word from a board member at the time, um, from not from a board member, from someone, a newer board member, that yeah. we had him. So, yeah, I yeah. got the intel that we had him. We literally, we had literally agreed... Um, yeah, to the point that the board members were telling people that um, we've got him. So, yeah, another one that, um, yeah, slipped through. And, uh, yeah, I had to I end up licking my uh, basketball ball shoe and videotaping it and uploading it to the internet. That's what – because a bet is a bet, and I made it myself. So I've only got my uh, – Kathy asked, have I got the video? Uh <laughs> If you dig through the Westlife Twitter, you, I think, yeah, you might you might find it. I'll leave it up to uh, anyone who's keen enough to see that. Uh, yeah, go for it. But I'm not digging it out. Uh, I'm the Chaos Thirteen on Twitter. He asks, with the current 2023 roster, who's your 17, um, and how do you see them playing? So, boys, we'll kind of rather than yeah, we'll kind of. Go through it. Uh, fullback, obviously, Dane Laurie. Any arguments there? Not from no. me. Uh, on the wing, uh, who who would your, be your wingers, Rob? My wingers would be Mamalo and Nofaluma, but I'm not sure Nofaluma is going to be at the club next mm. year. But, but based on the players we've got and that are under contract, uh, I would say Mamalo and Nofaluma. And hopefully Nofaluma just gets his head in the right space and and, you know, becomes that winger we want him to be. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, assuming Noff is here as they should be yeah. our wingers. Same, same wingers for me. Uh, centres, I think Naden should be one. Uh, the other, uh, I'll let you boys go. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure who the other... Center should of our roster, I'd, I'd go with Talau. So, assuming he's playing in the centers, not the forwards, I would, I would, yeah. I think we've got well, we're we're lighter in the backs than we are in the forwards. Like, I think I, I named a, a pack on Monday night, like about how exciting our pack could be for 2023, and I didn't even have Talau on the reserve bench of that pack. So, yeah. but you, you look at all the other centers that we've got available, who have we got, we've got Kapoa, who had over 200 metres put on him by Dane Gagai two games ago. I mean, he's yeah, got no. potential. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not bagging him, but I'm just being brutally honest. Uh, we've got Junior Tupu, who doesn't seem to be getting a game on the wing, let alone in the centres. He'd be one we'd like to try. Uh, Stafford mm. Toa's defence doesn't seem to be up to it um, in the centres, although he did have a good defensive game against Newcastle, but that was a, a rarity. Um, you know, we, we've got James Roberts, who's getting a bit long in the tooth. I mean, out of all those options, I, I, Tom Talao's hands aren't great, but I think defensively he's really good and he's just got to be a little bit better with his hands. 
Uh, yeah, Vaughn on YouTube suggested Junior Tupo. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a very good player, but at his age, he's probably next in line uh, and should, yeah. I, I wouldn't put I'm just disappointed to... he's not getting game time this year. Yeah, he... I don't understand why he's not. But that's that's not up to us, I guess. So we just got to put up with it. It is not. Uh, so it's wingers, centers, the halves. Um, I go on Adam at six. Uh, I guess it, by the sounds of it, it's going to be Brooksy, Adam, Adam and Brooksy. But uh, yeah, well, as can you see, any anyone other than Dwayne? I mean, it could be Jackson, Jackson and Adam um, in the halves and Brooks. But I mean, the question is with the twenty twenty three roster, and Brooks is on that roster still. So, what are your thoughts? I would like to actually see the Jacko and AD combo get a run. Um, I don't know how the club can say that it's too slow if they haven't really tried it before. So that's a that's an interesting one for me. But yeah, I have a feeling it probably would be Brooksy. Although the Jacko at um, thirteen experiment, I was I think was working decently um, after a slight hiccup. But I'm not sure how, how that will go with um, how like for Jacko's longevity in a season. I feel like being in the halves would suit him better. Um, he'd get a lot more game time, a um, lot less fatigue there. So I would like to see the Dewey 6, Jacko 7, but I have a feeling you're right and that it's going to be Dewey 6, Brooks 7. What are your thoughts, Rob? I 100% agree with Aaron there, 100%. I, I, I know in terms of speed, Jackson and AD together doesn't seem like a really fast combination, but... You know, between the years, they're the fastest combination behind a, a pack with Appy getting the team going forward and guys like Papali'i and Stefano or whatever. I, I think Jackson would be amazing at number seven. I, I really do. And and it's the, the point that Aaron mentioned about burning out Jacko, I, I think if Jacko's got to be running too much and, and taking too many hit-ups, I, I don't think that's going to prolong his career as long as it should. I, I like seeing Jackson at seven myself, so... But that's not going to happen, as you said, Josh. So I, I think they're going to go with Brooks. And unless injury or a massive change of mental shift happens, uh, we're going to be stuck with Brooksy and AD to start the year and, and Jacko at lock. But personally, I'd like to see Jacko at number seven. Yeah. I mean, people say AD is too slow. I mean, he's too slow to be a fullback. But I think he, he runs the ball uh, so well and busts the line. Like, the the try he scored against the Broncos, for example, like, uh, yeah, a six is meant to run, run the ball. Well, yeah, he's not, he's not going to win uh, a sprint race, but I I think he's got the acceleration and agility. And yeah, as he comes back and has another off season uh, in the gym. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't get the ADs too, too slow for five, eight. Thing the, the Jackson yeah. Hastings thing, maybe, but yeah, as you said, he's such a good game manager. I think he makes up makes up for it. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, AD, from... AD scored um, two of those um, tries off the scrum in three weeks. I was, that was really mm. impressive. Like he he got one against the Panthers, and then two weeks later, he's got it against the Broncos again. 
that uh, was some really good play from the team. But, not but I think the, the I think the Cowboys, Aaron, the, the Cowboys have shown that you don't have to have a, a lightning number seven to be successful. Like hmm. exactly, I, I reckon I'm faster than Chad Townsend. You know, so you know, <laughs> I, 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 just, I think you need a really smart player, and and we've seen what Jacko can do at, at halfback. So. Look, it seems to me like Tim Sheens has made his mind up on on who's going to be a lock. Um, but imagine having Jacko at halfback, and then you know having having a, a, another genuine ball playing lock like that would be that mm. would be the way to go. That would be nice. Maybe a new at least we know Joffa won't be the lock, considering Benji's already told him. <laughs> well, that'll be interesting because if Joffa does start at lock, then we know Tim Sheens has got his uh, you know his hands all over the team because Benji's told him straight out that you're not a lock. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do find that funny when I heard um, that on the news. I think that came up yeah. as a clip from Joffa's presser that That's week. Right. It was, it, and he had a chuckle when he said it too, which was great. Yeah. Um, front row, uh, as I'll let you go first, who's your starting front row for next, next year? I, I'd like to see um, Twole back in, the front, back in the starting front row. I think he'll offer more... Um, starting than what he does off the bench, and I'd like to see him paired up with um, Stefano. Although the way Pole's going, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes the place of one of those two and relegates the other to the bench. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with as there saying Musgrove um, probably next in line after those three, uh, apart from the young kids coming through. What do you reckon? Yeah, that, that's, they're the props that I named on Monday night, uh, Stefano and Alex Twole. Uh, Twole's, Twole's not an impact player. I know Stefano could be, but we're really trying to build our forward pack around Stefano. So he's definitely got to start. Um, and obviously, Appy Corosau would be the hooker. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, if uh, Appy Corosau had hooker, say I. <laughs> yeah, I. Believe it or not, <laughs> not Appy didn't get a start tonight at Penrith. He came off the bench. Which I, th- I found very surprising. Who did they start at nine? Uh, Mitch Kenny. Mitch Kenny, yeah. Hmm. I think that's probably more to I don't know freshen him up a little bit pre-finals yeah. or pre-run yeah. into the finals. Probably. I just thought it was crazy, but they're they're going all right at the moment, Penrith. Judy Tiger. Yeah, it, was, it was a change they made at the um, at the twenty-four hour remaining mark. I think he was originally named in the nine. Yeah. Joe Off and Gowie. Are we assuming he's? Yeah, is he going to play front row or at lock? I would hope he's on the bench, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I don't think I don't think he gets a starting spot if we're playing a ball playing lock. And I know he's been one of our best. He, he, he does. He's not here to. Sorry, Rob, to interrupt you. Um, no, he's not here to right. ask you himself. But I got a message from Gussie earlier in the week asking me what you what I think of. Um, Joffa as a potential shift to the second row. What are your thoughts on that? It, it, it could happen. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, I could see him doing a really good job there, to be fair. But um, he hasn't played there before. But yeah, it could work. I, I, I mean, well, the guy could, the guy's played everywhere. So I, I don't think he'd, he'd mind where he plays. But yeah, that could work. Well, Isaiah Papali will be one. Who, yeah, who will be the other one? We've got Sean Bloor coming back. Uh, yeah, a couple of young kids coming through as well. Who gets that other edge spot, Rob, do you think? 
Oh, for me, it'd be Sean Bloor because we're talking about the current players. Obviously, if we sign a Frizzell or, or someone else, they, they'd get the starting spot first. But for me, it'd be Bloor. Um, and I don't know if you're avoiding the lock situation, Josh, but I know we're, we're assuming Hastings is going to be there. But if we were picking our team and we put Hastings at um, number seven, I'd, yep. be, I'd be putting someone in there like Matamua. The guy, the guy can ball play. Um, so with a, with a full preseason... We're talking about giving the youth a go. I'd be starting off with him. I, I think he's a ball-playing lock. So I'd, I'd give Madame Moore a go. Yep, I like the idea of that. What do you reckon, Az? Yeah, I agree with Rob there too. I, I don't think we're going to see um, Bloor play um, in, the, in the starting side at least for the first month or so because he's going to yeah. have... He's going to have spent more than 12 months on the sidelines and that's a, that's a long bloody time to be sitting around, so... Yeah. They may ease him in in reserve grade. They may ease him in off the bench. So I have a feeling it, we'd be pro- we'd probably be seeing Matamua start the season in in the second row at least for the first maybe month or so. As Rob said, yeah, assuming that we don't uh, don't sign. I mean, Rua, uh, where would, where would you play Rua in that case, Rob? Oh, for me, for me, off the bench as a as a backup hooker and forward. Uh, so yeah, onto the bench now. So you give Rua the fourteen. So assuming no New Brown, nothing against New Brown. If if it was just my preference, it'd be Rua. Yeah, I, I just think he he covers a bit more as well. Like he's, I just like his running game. Uh, Rachel asked about. Are we assuming Little and Simkin are gone? Uh, Lids, I f- I'd find it very surprising if Lids is still here. Next year, oh. for whatever reason, Simpkins is not getting a run. I think he should be in the side this year. Um, not so sure with Appy come next year, but yeah. What are your thoughts there, uh, As? I, based on what I've seen stat-wise in um, New South Wales Cup, I th- I think the thing that's letting Jake Simpkin down is his defence. Um, he's missing six, seven, eight tackles a game. And you can't just and you can, and an NRL standard player just can't be doing that. So he he really needs to sharpen that up. I'd like to see him as a potential fourteen, but he doesn't offer as much variety as a player like Rua would. Um, so I agree with Rob that Rua probably would end up being the fourteen um, in the in the perfect world. But yeah, I would like to see uh, Simkin get a bit more of a run. But yeah, his his defence definitely needs sharpening up. Chitty uh, Tiger said. Naming this side, it's clear that we need um, some more signings pretty badly. Yeah, and there's a lot of money there. So you'd have to assume there's someone coming that'll take a spot in that 13. Where, one, like, not sure. Uh, where, what, what's your prediction, Rob? What position do you think they'll throw the money at? Uh, good question. Uh, if they could get an elite fullback, I think they would love to get an elite fullback. Uh, that would be the priority. Otherwise, Dane would be just, you know, kept there because they couldn't land that marquee signing. Um, I know we've got Brent Naden in the centres. I, I think we need another centre. I, I really do. And, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just short of depth in outside backs. I'm quite comfortable with our forwards that we've actually got now, and especially with Appy and Isaiah coming over. So I don't, I don't think we're too bad in the backs. 
we, you know, there's a few other guys we haven't mentioned, like, you know, we were talking Pole and guys like that. Like, it's going to be a pretty decent bench. And and if I could name the team I want, Joffre would be on the bench. So I think we, we'd have a pretty decent forward rotation. It's just the outside backs. And it's not so much like I'm happy with the wingers. I don't mind Mamalo. I don't mind uh, Noffa. I just think the centre position, if you've got one good centre and then the other guys are a bit iffy, that's – that's if you've got two center, good centres, you're – you're halfway to, you know, plugging that whole back line. Centres are just mm. so important. I know they're not a, a, you know, spine position, but I just found when we had, like, when we had back in the day, Chris Lawrence and the Blake Ashford, the Blake Ashford that could tackle, not the Blake Ashford mm. that went to New Zealand and Cronulla, but the Blake Ashford of, you know, 2010 mm. and 11. Um, mate, we were winning games, not just because they were good in attack, but no one would get through them defensively. And we, we'd need that in our, in our first grade team as well. So... Yeah, I, I definitely think we're a lot thinner in the backs than we are in we are in the forwards. Kathy asked, "Have we seen Bruin first grade this year?" Uh, he was, I think he was about. We saw him in the trial, and saw he carved up. Yeah, he yeah. never played. Yeah, I think he was close to getting just before he did his ACL. I think he was going to get a call up. I think he wasn't. Yeah. El- he wasn't eligible, Josh, till round ten. Yeah, that was a, he could, that's he that's right. Him up sooner, and then he got injured uh, a few weeks so, earlier. If he, if he doesn't get injured, I think for sure he's playing first grade right now. Yeah, he's our version of Brandon Smith. He, he's just that sort of tear away. Yeah. You know, what did Robbie call him? What yeah, I think Robbie? Robbie called him that on the pod when he came on as well. You're right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, some, it was some cheese reference. They call, they actually call him, um, yeah, something cheese like Brandon Smith. So, um, GD Tiger asks, who would you go after in the centers, Rob? Uh, probably the guy that just fell over the try line right now on TV, Campbell Graham. <laughs> I, I like him. He's a big body, can tackle, good attacking player. Um, Joey Manu, obviously, but like we're talking guys that, you know, we, we don't think that the clubs will ever let them go. But, you know, of what of what's available out there, there really isn't that much available, which is why I kind of was happy to get Brent Naden because the guy played a pretty devastating second half in a grand final only a year and a half, two years ago. So there's really not many centres out there to choose from. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Joey Manu would be, yeah, num- number one pick. But someone like Campbell Graham, I'd, I'd be happy with him. Uh, born on YouTube, guys are throwing up good comments tonight, um, said there's a rumour going on the forum about Dylan Brown, possi- a possibility. Is he, he's not uh, off contract next year, is he? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But if you're getting Dylan Brown, then you're, you're shifting Dwayne or you're losing Dwayne or something's going on there. Because Dylan Brown, to me, is just an out-and-out 5'8". He has one position and there's no other position he can play. So, uh, and, and I don't get on the forum much because I don't like reading bad things. <laughs> so I stay, <laughs> I, stay, I stay away from the forum. I just find it Dylan's so contracted until next year. Okay. So November, we, that he'll sign his next, can sign somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, we haven't really filled the bench. Anyway, who who goes onto the bench? Uh, for me, Pole, uh, Joffa. Uh, we said Rua, and you know we're probably going to have another another big body there. Um, geez, who who have we got at the moment that we we'd have on the bench? Maybe someone like uh, Zane Musgrove. Have we missed anyone, As? Mm, 
yeah, I like that option. He's he's not obviously re-signed yet, but I, I do stand by the fact that I think Jimmy Tamo, if he goes around for one more year, could have a good um, role off the bench for us. I, I feel like he's past his days of being a starting front rower, but uh, give it, get him on as a like a middle of the game front rower to give those younger guys a rest and then let them come steaming up through the middle late in the game. I feel like that is a that could be a possibility if he does decide that he'll go around for one more season. Plus his leadership um, around the club off the field as well would be would be pretty good to have, I think. Shannon, uh, boy Shannon, that is. Oh, he just said uh, Bradman Best uh, seems to be... And someone tweeted, I'm trying to think who tweeted us this week, saying rumours of a possible uh, Brooks for Bradman Best swap. And I'll, I'm... Uh, I'm definitely keen on that one. He's obviously been injured for a bit, Bradman Best, but that uh, that'd plug a hole pretty well in the centres, Rob. Uh, he is a great centre. I, I got big raps on him. I know he hasn't mm. lived up to his potential at Newcastle, but you know he he's been dropped this week along with the um, the winger to Anala, whatever his name is. I can't. Yeah, missed the bus. Yeah, missed the bus or something. It wasn't too major, but. I don't know. We, we just need we need to get guys who who want to play for us, you know, like who who are in the right headspace, and we don't need any more problems. You know, we need to get some guys that are just on board and want to play footy. But Bradman Best is a big body, uh, very damaging runner, and can find the try line. Uh, okay, so coming back to reality in twenty twenty two, which we are still currently <laughs> in, unfortunately. Uh, the team list, so playing the Roosters, 7.30 Saturday night at the SCG. Uh, our back line, Dane Laurie at fullback, Brent Naden and Canberra Marlowe on the wings. For some reason, Brent Naden still playing on the wing, even though he's a centre. Stafford Toa and uh, Kepa Oa in the centres. Adam Dwayne and Jock Madden in the halves. Forwards, Jimmy Tarmow, New Brown. Uh, sorry, James Harmau and Zane Musgrove front row. New Brown at hooker. Luke Garner and Kelma Tuolagi. Yeah, the departing back rowers are still getting picked in first grade. And Joe Offengowie, uh is playing 13 still, even though Benji doesn't think he should play there. Uh, yeah, Rob, it, uh, is there anyone in that 13 or outside that 13 rather? you think should be there that's available at the moment? Not a lot uh, to pick from. That's available right now? Probably not. Um, I think, look, I, I spoke about Matt Amua being a starting lock next year. I think the club wants him to work on a couple of defensive issues that he's had or, you know, like where he should be in the line. Um, so, yeah, in, in normal circumstances, I'd, I'd pick someone like him. But, no, I think, I think they're just going with the best of what's available, really, to, to be fair. Uh, on the Roosters' side of things, James Tedesco at fullback, but Rob, you saying you saw a possibility that Teddy might be out this week? Yeah, there's a couple of reports on social media tonight saying that there's a chance he could be out because I know there's a lot of NRL super coaches panicking that have him in their team and they've got no hmm. replacements left to substitute him, so... Uh, it'd be nice if he was out because that, that does make a, a big difference to us, even though they'd replace him with an adequate person at fullback, whether it be Sawali or Manu, it just weakens another mm. outside back position for them. So 
it'd definitely be nice for him to be out. Nothing worse than seeing, uh, you know, someone that was meant to be our future playing for someone else and destroying you. So, yeah. Uh, Daniel Tupo and Joseph Suwali are the wingers at this stage. Uh, two guys who are just going to out-jump. I mean, Ken and Brett, Brent Naden can jump okay, but these guys are bloody uh, NFL, NBA players, the way they jump. Uh, Paul Movarovsky and Joey Manu in the centres. Luke Kiri and Sam Walker in the halves. Front row, Wira Hargraves and Matthew Lodge. Uh, Sam Beryl's at hooker, Angus Crichton at butcher in the back row, and at lock is Victor Radley. Um, yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty good starting thirteen there as. Uh, yeah, it's very hard to go past that starting thirteen. We saw what um, Hargreaves and uh, uh, who was the other? No, no. Look, Hargreaves came off the bench last week. I think Lodge and. Yeah, their four front the rows scored, I think. Yeah, and, and then the two that started for them um, got them off to a really, really good start against the Cowboys. Um, every player in their back line is dangerous, although I feel like um, Mamalo is a good matchup for um, Tupo <laughs> when it comes to the aerial contests. Uh, so I feel like that's probably... If we'll be able to match him in the air, but I have a feeling he's he'd be too quick for Mamalo in a like in a foot race and getting around him. So yeah, they they've got threats all across the park. Um, they're thirteen, their bench like they're they're dangerous to say the least. Brocker on YouTube suggested uh, if Tedesco comes out and they shuffle around, that might mean Ollie Gildart comes into uh, into the side. Which would be that'd be nice. <laughs> Five tries for North Sydney last weekend in reserve yeah. grade. So uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that'd give him a bit of confidence. Although that would be nice for us, mate. Yeah, maybe a bit of a defensive deficiency on that edge for him. <laughs> uh, on our bench, Vanilla Pole, Austin Diaz, Tom Freebarn, and Alex Seafar. So as someone in the comments said before, there is no hooker. So. Uh, 80 minutes for new, then Rob. Yeah, 80 minutes for new. Um, it seems to me having you know a bench like that, we're just trying to match the roosters in the forwards. And you know, we we got walked on last week by the Cronulla pack. They they like like we've said, unfortunately, it was men against boys. So we're obviously trying to shore our forwards up. Although to be fair, I, I you know I think there's a couple of forwards there that are a little bit ordinary. So um. I'd personally like to I see Tom in the starting side, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I I could be dreaming, but I'd love to see Naden and Toa uh, switch around from centre and wing. That that would be nice to see, but I can't see that happening this season. It looks like we're stuck with Naden on the wing for the next three weeks. Uh, there's a guy in the 19 jersey for the, for us, Kitioni. How do you pronounce his first name? Kitioni? Am I saying that I right? I can't see the screen, so I'm not even going to attempt it. I uh, my Kit- guess would be Kit- something Kit- along the lines of Kitione. Um, yeah, Kachoga is his last name. We've got to work out how to pronounce his name because we feel like he might be up for a debut either this week. And Rob, you've done some digging and found uh, 
yeah, what, what, what's this video I'm about to play uh, on uh, on the screen here? Where where is this? And um, yeah, what we about what? Oh, I've just lost your internet there, Josh. Are you there? Oh, we've lost Josh Aaron. I, th I think I think he's frozen. Well, anyway, while he's while he's frozen and he's unfreeze <laughs> unfreezing himself. Can you, hear, uh, uh, can you, you hear there me? now, Josh? Yeah, got you now. Can you hear yeah, me? Gotcha. My wife. Yeah, we can... my wife. Is, yeah, uh, been an absolute prick this week to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, the video we're about to watch. Uh, is can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, yeah, Josh. Yeah. yeah, we got you. Uh, if anyone from Telstra is listening, and Telstra is listening, please, um, me. um, okay, yeah, let's just play the video. I'm gonna play on the video and we'll talk about it after. So, for those who are seeing on audio, we fast forward the just going to be meaningless to you but for those on the video uh yeah here's some video that rob's dug up let's go to keep going on to go tackle one confirm one keep going Release. Okay, play on. Okay, Rob, can you describe uh, for those listening and didn't see the video, or I guess yeah, for everyone, what do we see? Uh, look, we've we've got a good young kid who looks like a a better upcoming version of Tohu Harris. Okay, the guy can ball play. He's a damaging runner. He's got a great offload. So those three videos uh, showed a beautiful face ball out to the winger. Uh, it showed a lovely around the corner pass near the halfway line that set up a break, and it showed what a damaging runner he can be. Um, the guy is 21 years of age. He's a, he's a former Cronulla Sharks junior. Um, he's someone that Michael Maguire identified and brought over to the club. And it looks like he's on the cusp of, of getting first grade selection. Um, personally, I wouldn't be a fan of him being played against the Roosters this week. I'd love to see him play, you know, maybe the last two games against St. George or Canberra. But to, to throw him to the Wolves against the Roosters would, I think, be a little bit unfair. Um, but he's definitely got a lot of talent and a lot of potential. And, and these are some of the exciting kids that, you know, we're hoping are going to be a part of our future. As do you think debuting someone against a good team, does that make a difference? Like when Sean, I can't remember if it was Sean Paul's debut or not, but it was early on and they put him up against the Eels and he um, came out and smashed Nathan Brown. Is it, does it make much of a difference, do you think? Or, like, do you want to ease a player into playing a less good team? I mean, in an ideal world, you'd, you'd hopefully choose a quote-unquote weaker opposition to debut a kid against. But we debuted Tupo um, against the Cowboys earlier this year in, in Magic Round, and we've seen how well they've been going, and he, he stepped up to the plate on that occasion. So 
if um, Kautoga is a player who's playing that well, then or who could play that well, then maybe a debut against a team like the Roosters might be a bit of a boost for the for team morale. I I still think um, the outlook for this weekend isn't looking all that great, but yeah, it might not be a horrible idea. Although I I I agree with Rob. I'd probably prefer to see him debut maybe next week against the Dragons. We've got a couple of home games to finish the year and um, give them give him the debut at one of those. Maybe maybe the way to go. Yeah, you got to remember okay. too, Aaron. Given given the way we debuted um, Tom Freeban, and he came on after you know twenty five minutes or so. If if we we get this young fella coming on when we're 24 points down or 30 points down, it's not like he's actually going to debut as a starter. He's most likely going to debut from the bench and he might not get a run till 15 minutes from the end. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. But uh, I guess if they're ready to play, you start them. But I don't think he's going to even be on the bench, to be fair. But, you know, no no offence to the players, but when I see guys like, you know, a plotter like Safarth on the bench and Diaz put in some good numbers last week, but I, I don't see him as like a real game break or anything like that. I just think we have, our, our forward depth there is a little bit ordinary on the bench. So there, there is a chance he would get there because he's rather dynamic. Um, but yeah, I, I prefer he debuted against St. George if he gets a run. <clears throat> right to finish, Robster, Robster, Damas, what, uh, what should people put their money on in this game? That uh, I'm assuming it's not going to be an enjoyable bet. That's yeah, I, I, I look. I, I prefer I prefer doing tips when I'm saying Tigers to win, Naden to score, and Ricky to score, or something like that. These to to tip against your team isn't much fun. Um, look, I found a what a, a six leg multi. Like obviously, you know, go with what you choose, guys. It's all it's all a bit of fun and, and fluky. But I found a a six leg multi that's um sixty one dollars, uh, sixty one to one on the TAB, and it's uh. The Roosters minus 23 and a half. Uh, Tigers, to, Tigers to score between zero and 10 points. And I've picked four try scorers just to be, I mean, a little bit different. Not the obvious blokes you'd normally pick all the time, but I think both Roosters centers can score. Uh, Momorowski and uh, Manu. Uh, I've put in Sam Walker. I see him being the someone who'd, who'd back up a try. And Nat Butcher on that right edge. He's probably going to be running at Jock Madden all game, and he's been scoring tries recently, so... Uh, Nat Butcher would be my fourth try scorer, but you know, as Aaron said, there's there's so such a star-studded team. You could throw in guys like Tedesco and Crichton and Tupu and Sawali, and you do what you want. But yeah, they're my they're my six choices anyway. So zero to ten, minus twenty-three and a half for the Roosters, and those four try scorers: the two wingers, the halfback, and uh, the second rower, Nat Butcher. It's going to be nice, twenty degrees and sunny on Saturday. So Aaron, at least. Uh, it looks like you might have some nice weather Saturday night. Maybe not so much entertaining on the game for you, but uh, the weather's looking uh, pretty good. What are, what are you predicting in this one? Yeah, I think this one could get a little bit ugly. Um, we'll be lucky to keep them to below 40 points the way they're going at the moment. They've been putting on tries for fun these last few weeks. They've really found their groove um, in the last month or so, the Roosters. And as, um, what's his name? Their coach. I've lost, I've lost, I've had Robo. a blank. Robbo, yep. yep. Um, <laughs> as as the commentators and the newscasters and everyone says, he knows how to time his team's run. 
um, they're finding form at the right time where I think we're just going to be a bit of a stepping stone on their way to the finals. Yeah, it's. Um, I just want to get it over and done with. Looking forward to Sunday. Band-Aid to, off. Yeah, rip that band-aid <laughs> off. Just please, just put in an effort. I, I don't. I'm predicting them to just not. Yeah, to not be putting in much effort because yeah, they're thinking about the off season. Um, some players are thinking about the teams they they're going off to. Like it's just, and the Roosters, they desperately need a win. So. There's one team that's way better than the other, and one team that wants a win and just like really needs a win more than the other. So, and it's also a team that we literally never ever beat. Like, we've only, um, I think we've only beat them three times since 2006 or something. So, yeah, it's uh, not going to be fun, but uh, look, Dragons next week, who knows? And then. Hopefully the Raiders are out of contention by Leichhardt Oval uh, to finish the season. But, um, yeah. Can you hear me all right, boys? Yeah, yeah. I've got you loud and clear, yeah, John. Okay, yeah. yeah. My, my, my video is a bit jumpy. So apologies if I'm sounding uh, not the best in terms of tem- uh, internet-wise. Righto, guys. Uh, safe trip to Sydney as on, what did you say? You're driving to tomorrow on Friday? Yep, driving down after I finish work at 5.30 tomorrow night, so it'll be a late one to Sydney, around 9.30-ish. My my day tomorrow is uh, looking pretty good. My Literally, my favourite Denver Nuggets player, Jamal Murray, is doing a meet and greet uh, in the city, and I'm heading in. I've got uh, a ticket that I... From a comp I entered via Instagram, I'm going to go get, uh, yeah, get an autograph and a photo with uh, one Jamal Murray. It's uh, I'm, I feel like a six year old on the uh, the eve of Christmas. I'm so so excited to uh, to meet Jamal, and he's probably my favourite athlete in the world at the moment. So it's and the fact he's in a in my home city, it uh, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, my mind's on basketball at the moment, not so much rugby league. But uh, Rob, um, yeah, any any plans as we finish? Any plans for this weekend? Are you going to watch the game live? Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch a game live. I said I wouldn't. I've kind of calmed down a little bit since Monday, but uh, I'll, I'll just play it by ear. I'm just not going to get, after what's happened to me this week, I'm just not going to get too worked up about it. I uh, just want to make a quick shout-out, Josh, to a couple of people. I'm not going to mention their names, but... A few people that have messaged me privately this week. I really appreciate the messages that uh, that I got. So thank you very much to those people. They they know who they are. Uh, Dom just gave us a thanks on the stream. Thanks to everyone tuning in on a Thursday night with us. We yeah, you guys you guys built this half the show tonight. So yeah, thank you to all you in there and everyone who listens on the audio on the YouTube and every uh, every pipe that this is going out to. We appreciate you uh, yeah, and hope the uh, West Tigers therapy is uh, yeah, helping you get through to uh, the the, uh, the summer. Righto, boys. As always, you know how we finish the show. Let us know in the comments, guys. And go the Tigers. <laughs> go the Tigers. Go the Tigers.
for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.